This is the biggest relational opportunity for the church in modern times. The church needs to relearn how to be relational, even during COVID-19. Today, we're going to talk about eight relational tips to fill the void in your church. Next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you today by MyChurchDaily.com. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And I'm Mike Gray. Mike Gray is with us today. I wanted to uh, mention before we get into what we're going to talk about today, uh, MyChurchDaily.com is a product that we just recently developed, and check it out. Go to the website, MyChurchDaily.com. It's, uh, it's, it really is a great tool that can help your church use Alexa to have flash briefings. Uh, you can uh, upload audio messages, short audio messages every day if you like. Here's and, your flash briefing. Uh, uh, stop. Alexa, stop. See, I screwed up there. I, Alexa was See how there. that works? That's awesome. Alexa, stop. Oh, there we go. It stops. So, all right. We'll just edit that out. No, we won't. But there's um, a commercial going on there for it. Good grief. This is, well, this is our comedy element today. So um, anyhow, check out mychurchdaily.com. You can get a flash briefing using an Amazon Echo device. And I just said that with a straight face. Uh, get that, Mike, straight face. We, we're advertising on Facebook for this thing. And and uh, we've gotten a few people that have made some strange comments about mychurchdaily.com. Yeah, quite negative. Uh, so we don't know the connotation of that yet. We're yeah. uh, on the discovery process of... Uh, why people yeah. would think that's a bad idea. Well, yeah. Anytime you're on social media, there's haters, right? Yeah, no doubt. There's haters everywhere. Well, well somebody, uh, there's a video of Brittany who works with us who talked about this My Church Daily. And, and the, the comment was something like, I can't believe she's saying this was a straight face or something like that. I don't know. And uh, there's other ones too that have been, you know, this is dumb. So, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> we think it's a great idea. And everybody we've talked to, thinks it's a good idea as well. So I'm going to open this up. Uh, folks, let us know what you think. Check it out. We'd love to get your feedback. Just send us an email, support at mychurchdaily.com, uh, or you can do support at streamingchurch.tv. Uh, let me know what you think. Do you think it's a dumb idea? Do you think it's a good idea to be able to have a flash briefing to connect people to your church? Uh, anyhow, you can look it up. Look it up. But uh, it, it kind of plays into our topic today, just a touch of uh, the idea of it uh, yeah. being yes. relational and staying connected to people. Right. And which we should probably get into now. So Mike Gray has been with us. So we've known Mike for many, many years now. Uh, he was an executive pastor. Uh, you had all he was a he was a church online pastor. Uh, you, you probably did everything. Uh, I came to church stuff for years and uh, Mike's been working with us since the pandemic hit. And uh, we've known him, like I said, for many years before that. And so, you know, if you uh, have one of our products, chances are you might chat with Mike uh, or might talk to him on the phone. But today we're going to tap into Mike's experience, his pastoral, his pastoral experience, easy for you to say. And today we're going to talk about filling 
the relational void in the church. So filling the relational void, maybe we'll come up with, with a fancier title after we yeah. do this, but there are several points here about relationships in the church. And I, 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 I love what we're going to talk about today, but let me just ask, start off by asking you this, Mike. I mean, is there a relational void in the church? I mean, I thought church was all about friendship and, and people. <laughs> well, this thing happened. Uh, 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 first, there was all of this new technology uh, that we all have at our fingertips that makes everything so much easier. Um uh, and with that shift, then there was this giant virus thing. Uh, you call it, you know, we'll just leave that uh, conversation uh, uh, to a virus thing happened and it caused us to isolate. And uh, we have stayed isolated uh, in many cases in the church context. Uh, I think this is the biggest opportunity time that the church has ever seen in modern history because people are desperate for relationship but they're remaining isolated i've talked to several people in the last few weeks that say i don't know why i can't get out of my funk i stopped going to church and i just haven't gotten back into the rhythm so, and we've seen that. We've done a few podcasts about people not coming back to church uh, after uh, COVID. Um, yeah. So, and, and as high as 30 and 40% of people not coming back to church. Right. So, wh- what's the opportunity? The opportunity is to shift out of uh, what's easy and simple and technology and lean into being relational i think it's the biggest opportunity the church has seen in modern history to really connect with people but we're gonna have to do some different things in order for that to happen i think this is kind of indicative of i mean uh social media came on and we're never going to be more connected than we than we ever were we're in constant contact with everybody (laughs) And so, you know, my, my relations are going to get deepened and broadened and, and that wasn't the case. Right. I mean, the, yeah. this, so there's, that's also an, introduced a void, I think in um, the relationship picture as well. Right. Yes. It's led to more isolation. Uh, <laughs> ironically, yeah. Yeah, seemed like it was going to be the best thing ever to connect us and keep us connected. And then it wasn't. Uh, uh, Cindy and I were just talking, Cindy's my wife, and we were just talking about a, 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 a story she had read about in Japan, the government is literally taking steps to connect people together relationally because their birth rate has fallen off extremely because people are isolating and they're staying isolated. And this is this is not just a COVID thing. This has been going on for, for, for a decade and getting worse and worse and worse that people while connected digitally do not have relationship with each other. Yeah. Well, and even, uh, I mean, even before all this stuff happened, you know, the church uh, people would come to church and 
have fellowship. That's kind of an old word, but they would connect with each other. And then it seems like over the last 20 years or so or longer, some of the, there's a shifts in, in, in how church is done in, in for some, for some organizations where it's almost you sit and get entertained uh, and then you leave, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and I know yeah. not everybody does that. I'm, I'm not saying sure. that's everybody, but there's, there are a number of people where you just come in get entertained, so to speak. And then you go, and there's not a lot of people getting involved in small groups or other parts of ministry. Yeah, very easy to fall into that trap because we move towards what's time, the, the economy of time. I'm going to use email. I'm going to use, you know, and that becomes our primary communication. Our newsletter uh, and our email are our source yeah. that we're counting on as our primary communication tool. And the downside to that is it's very one directional. That's, that's broadcasting. Right. Yeah. That's not communication and it's not relational. Right. All right. Um, so let's talk about, so what are some solutions here? I'm sorry, Steve, I'm stepping well, out. I was going to drive down the same thing. So there's yeah. a great opportunity here. So how does the church I jump agree. in yeah. to, to fill this void and, and to be pros in it. And you kind of put an outline together and I wasn't sure what the, your second point here was all about. So tell uh, us what, well, uh, <laughs> but it's not an ad. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I do, uh, I'm, I'm a Patterson life plan facilitator. So I do take people through life plan and so I spend two days and eight hours one-on-one -on -one with people, even through the pandemic. I just kept my distance. I, you know, we were in the same room, but uh, opposite ends of the room. And we talked and we learned about their story and their information. And they had revelation and really great connection and forward momentum in that process. It works every time. But that time of connection, one-on-one, -on -one, in the same room, face-to-face, -face, no masks, just being honest and real with one another, really ticked in my mind when I thought about this topic. I'm like, wow, there's such a dramatic change of understanding someone better uh, when I can see their face and how they're responding in our conversation. Um, while maybe on a meeting environment like this, that might happen. This might be a tool that helps me be more relational. But an email or even a text, I can't see your face. So I can't be, you know, you may be saying one thing and Ace is saying something else. You've had a conversation oh, yeah. that that's happened, right? Oh, yeah. You're, you're saying... You're saying yes, but your body and everything else is saying no. And I think the church is missing out on that opportunity. And a lot of it's expediency, uh, urgency, um, so busy, so frantic that we don't build a relationship with volunteers, for instance, that would actually fill the gaps to give us more time Uh but especially even just attenders. Hey, they just want somebody to take a moment and have a real conversation with. Them. Uh, right. So it's, so it's, it's, it's kind of what you're talking about is, is having the ability to kind of slow down 
and sit with some people and kind of get to know them. I mean, my mind goes to, you know, well, how can the church do that? You know, the staff would be overwhelmed if I've got a church of 500 and I've got, you know, a staff of five or something that would be really tough to do. But, but there's things, what, what comes to mind for me is small group. I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. a unique yeah. opportunity to break people into smaller groups, get to know them, slow down, kind of spend some time, you know, getting to know who people are, what, what drives them and that sort of thing. I agree, Steve. And another piece would be that this is the foundation. This is the core of a really great leadership. If you're going to be a really great leader, then you need to reproduce what you're trying to accomplish in four or five people. So let's say I got four or five people on my team and I say, guys, this is the year we're going to step outside the box. We're going to be the purple cow different from everyone else. We're going to actually be really relational with everybody we're connected with in, in, in our ministry. And so I'm pouring into those five guys and each guys and gals and, and all five of them are reproducing that. Then it, then it becomes a really massive movement of relational connection with real breathing live people, not a, not an email yeah. box, you know, <laughs> a screen on your computer or your phone. It reminds really me of I'm when sorry. I was, uh, I was just going to a brief little side note, kind of along these same lines. Um, my wife and I had gotten married many, many moons ago and we found this new church and we kind of really liked this church because it's a really tiny church. And I had, um, an upbringing, I was raised Catholic and the pastor of this church says, I want to come by your house and, and meet you kind of a thing and get to know you. And I actually, my wife and I were both just kind of terrified of the thought of this guy <laughs> yeah. coming by yeah. our house. I'm coming to your house. Yeah. Hide all your bad things. You don't want me to see. Yeah, Hide, yeah. The, beer. <laughs> Hide the beer. The pastor's here. Yeah. yeah. So, but what happened though, was it was very pivotal because, you know, you find out he's, you know, I was raised Catholic. So the priests were these holy guys. So the pastors were these super human individuals in my mind. And you find out these are regular guys and he's got some regular, you know, it just really changed the whole relationship that I had with the church by just having him come to the house and, you know, I asked him some questions about certain things and he was, he would answer them. And, and it was just, it was a really good experience. Um, even though I, and he asked me, you know, we would like to come to your house. And if you want to sign up to have someone come to your house, I would be the guy going, no way. But, uh, <laughs> but he was very intentional about wanting to get to know us better and uh, it was a very good experience. So anyway, it was just an example of what you're talking about. And you're sitting face to face with somebody and, and it really takes the, the relationship to another level. If you can get in the same room and spend, you know, lunch, I think is a good vehicle for this as well. You know? So yeah. how can we do that in our today, right now, today? And, you know, some folks still don't want to be close to, they want to stay social distance. How do we have that connection? Because I, I want to come to your house may, may not be the best uh, approach. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? What are some Id- other ideas uh, on how to approach it? How, how would I have that conversation with you best now? I think the number one thing is you need to gauge people's sensitivities before you um, with COVID. I mean, you're, yeah. you're kind of acting or, or talking about with regard to, to COVID. How do I... Yeah. How yeah. do I become relational, but maintain social distancing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think number one is to find out where people are at because everyone's at different parts of the spectrum, even within my own family with kids and yeah. moms, the new moms are just at one extreme and, you know, I'm towards the other extreme. And so, yeah, you've got to gauge um, your, well, what's yeah. going to be the right environment. So I don't know what's, I think there can be some compromise too. I mean, I think, you know, meeting outside if, if the weather's good or meeting somewhere where, where it's not a small space. And so if you're concerned about COVID-19 and I think, you know, there are definitely some legitimate concerns there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you want to practice social distancing, but you can still, uh, as you were saying earlier, Mike, when you were going through your life uh, plan, you know, you 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 can still meet with people, but be at a distance. And as Steve is saying, you know, you want to take in the comfort factor. Are people comfortable meeting? And if so, you know, where are they at? Do you, you know, do yeah. you meet outside? Do you meet in a mall somewhere? Do you meet at a coffee shop? Yeah. Or do you meet in somebody's home? You know, I mean, it just depends on them. But uh, yeah, and that hinges, Steve, Steve, both of you guys have, have said this. Uh, in that that hinges on a relationship conversation and I say hey Phil I would really like to get together with you tell me where you're at and what comfort level you might have and how we would meet together uh, but not make you uncomfortable what would that look like would we need to be masked would we not need to be masked would we need to be social distance would we need to be outside what would it look like to where, because I really want to know more about you. I want to find out about, you know, and that's how I'm going to lead into that conversation so that I, as, as you guys said, gauge their comfort level and I bring the meeting into their uh, 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 with ease instead of it being, as Steve said, freaked out because the pastor's coming. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that transitions into what we were going to talk about next is then to continue that conversation. Let's say we meet and we have a great meeting and I get to know Steve had a great meeting, but now what is the avenue? What is the tool? What is the resource that we can utilize to best stay connected? So we had a great connection. I don't want to leave that and uh, not nourish it and develop it. So then I say, hey, Phil, uh, how do you, how's the best way to stay connected and communicate with you? So what, what do you guys think are, are the most popular answers to that question? Well, Unless they say, yeah. I don't like you, please don't communicate to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think of really good, um, well, there's, there's, a, there's a dating service that was built on this whole premise. It's called It's Just Lunch. Have you heard it's of just lunch? All right. Yeah, it was, it's just lunch. It was kind of a, their little niche. I don't know if they exist anymore, but it was kind of a, a deal where you could, it was dating. I didn't use this. You know, I've been married for many years, but I just remember seeing it, but it's, 
I think lunch is a really good um, vehicle to establish some relationship. It's going to have a set time period. You don't know that, you know, the pastor's coming over. Is he going to be here for 30 minutes or four hours? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a good tool, I think, to, um, to propose and use. And then, then, you know, and plus it's out into a, a neutral environment. I don't know. I'm a big fan of, uh, of utilizing lunches to get to know people better. Yeah. Neutral space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coffee's another opportunity or, or something like coffee. Some people aren't yeah. coffee drinkers, <laughs> Steve Lacey, but um, yes. you know, there's other <laughs> things you can drink, other beverages you can drink uh, to do you things. You have your uh, sweet tea. Yeah. That's right. I mean, well, I, yeah, I'll have my uh, there you go. Uh, frappuccino at the uh, Starbucks, my little milkshake. Uh, a good friend of mine, Adam Colwell, we've had him on the podcast before, and I've known Adam for decades, decades, because we were in broadcasting together. During the pandemic, we did use Zoom. Him and I would meet once a month in Zoom for about an hour or so. And then as we got vaccinated and things started to settle down, we actually did meet. We actually he actually came over and, and did that. So again, I think it's all back to that whole thing, you know, what are you comfortable with, you know, uh, and I don't think it's wrong to use technology to stay connected, but I think as we were saying here at the very beginning, if that's all you're doing, uh, you know, I think you're missing out on a bigger picture, you know? I agree, Phil. Uh, uh, Technology is a supplement. It's not the primary source of relationship. Uh, At some point, I have to, uh, you have to look at me and I have to look at you and we gauge each other's responses and we have a conversation somehow, some way, whether we meet live or we meet on Zoom. Uh, I think people really need to meet live. I love the idea of meeting in a park. I've done that uh, with uh, some of my uh, clients. Um, We meet in the park. Uh, They can sit as far away from me or we can stand and uh, be out in the fresh air and have a great conversation uh, that is uh, uh, maybe worry-free in in that environment to help them get comfortable so then we can move to hey let's meet on Skype next time or what else yeah or Zoom Um, Zoom Skype or Zoom or yeah so you kind of in our um the outline here, you threw out some, uh, some options here as well. Do you, should we go over some of them? Yeah. Yeah. Let's well? talk about that. How, how you guys use those as well as maybe some new ways to use those. So the first one you had on, on, or the, not the first, but maybe the fifth one here is, is phone calls, personal yeah. phone calls. So how would you use, what's a, what's a bad way to use personal phone calls? <laughs> soliciting yes. so i want you to do something for me uh buy my stuff uh <laughs> i have uh your warranty has run out on your car uh, <laughs> bad ways to use but is that what you mean yeah i was just yeah i mean just well you know, I, yeah i i think it's it's uh again talked about in advance you know hey let's touch base with a phone call once in a while uh you know uh, when somebody calls me, uh, I generally block them is what I usually do. So I, I need to have a heads up that you might be calling me. Uh, but, you know, I think it, it kept, I, I still keep going back to Mike's original thought, Matt, is if you can do some kind of a face-to-face 
in some capacity. And then the phone calls, the Zoom, the Google Meets or whatever you call them, those are added on there. But uh, I think a a phone call touching base once in a while is good, you know, Uh, especially if somebody's going through something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Difficult time. Absolutely. And even if you you block the call, uh, I know I've talked to some pastor leaders and I've experienced some of this. Uh, they just called everybody, and it wasn't the senior pastor calling anybody. It was a volunteer because they're already at home, and they are already have time on their hands. And so they just called everybody. And when I ignored them, they left me a nice voicemail, and they just said, Hey, it's Joe. I'm just I'm checking on you, seeing how you're doing. Give me a call back if you get a chance. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I think uh, the other point you make here, Mike, as we talk about, you know, filling the relationship, relational voids in the churches today is the text messages, the personal text messages. And I, there's some stat uh, we we talked about it before when we talked about communicating uh, the t- text messages are, are very popular. Uh, you know, they're very, uh, uh, what's the word? They're, they're not, a tr- uh, uh, what's the word, intrusive? Uh intrusive i think they're not intrusive uh so you know you get a text message from somebody you can see it you can read it uh it's not real long but it, again it's greeting somebody checking in saying hey how's it going hope you have a great day uh you know let's let's have coffee sometime those kind of things uh, text messages get read uh and and they seem to be responded much better than a phone call yeah it's probably a good precursor i know i use it as to a phone call as well you know, yeah, they yeah, say, hey, absolutely. send a text and go, hey, you got a minute for a phone call, you know, right? and get a response. And that way, yeah. you, you know, you know, you're not calling at the wrong time and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think personal emails uh, is another thing that you've got on your list here, Mike, that I think, mm-hmm. again, can be good about personal emails, you know, something that's, that's, uh, uh, again, uh, touching base with somebody maybe you talked about them hopefully you've talked before and there was something that they were dealing with and maybe you could ask them how that's going you know the health issue or you know a personal yeah. issue if you feel yeah. the liberty to do that uh and just bring that up just you know not in a again not in a, a real direct way but but a, in a way to say hey i'm thinking about you uh, i care about you and uh, we want to, we, we hope that you're doing okay through this situation you're in. Yeah. And, and there's, there's ways to make sure that you make sure it's personal, right. As well. So that, um, because that really uh, getting a spam email or a form email, you know, yeah. where you're like, you know, thanks for whatever it may be is not as, as nice as getting a, um, a, a personal and you can tell them apart when you're receiving them. Yeah, I'm st- I'm old fashioned because, but I, I I like to say hello Steve or hi Steve, how's it going? Not just you know some people send emails and it's just uh, everything's lowercase and there's two or three sentences and it's it's it just seems impersonal. Even if it is personal, <laughs> it seems impersonal <laughs> because there's not hi how are you doing? And I know that there's a joke about I hope this email finds you well. I know there's jokes about that. You know, email finds me terrible. You know, it's COVID nineteen. What do you expect? But, but you know, being nice in the email, a nice little opening, a uh, nice little closure, kind of like in the old days when you learned how to write a letter. You know, the only <laughs> the only thing is, is you're typing it up now and sending it as an email instead of a letter. There's uh, a novel idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, Mike, since we're on that topic, I mean, 
people still get snail mail. People still have yeah. mailboxes. They do. And it's really weird when you see one that's handwritten, right? Yeah, yeah. it's and it's kind of special if somebody sends you a card yeah. and actually sends this? writes something in the card, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I just listened to a story this morning about a woman who's part of a church that she had a really rough life and lots of challenges became a Christian. And just, she said she became a prayer warrior. And so she'd get the, the, the list of uh, the church members and take 10 of them and send them a card that week and say, I'm praying for you. How can I better pray for you? And it was just a really, um, you know, a moving thing. And she, and then she mentioned that, you know, she later, she actually passed away, but she got cancer and the reciprocal of the church sending her card, she was just blown away yeah. by the the outpouring that uh, just sending, <laughs> you know, reciprocating, sending the card. She didn't do it to do, you know, she just said, I'm a prayer warrior. I just, I'm, I'm going to pray for people. So I'm going to let them know I'm praying for them and I'm going to send them both this card and, you know, let them know, you know, whether I know them very well or not, I'm telling them, you know, I'm, I, know I know who you are and we're going to pray for you. The See law you of sowing and reaping. <laughs> yeah. If you want relationship, then sow relationship. And right. that is that is as so an true. individual and as an organization. If you want people to stay connected to your organization in a really meaningful way, then you have to, as a person, as a pastor, as a church leader, you have to sow relationship. Because if you don't, then when the pandemic hits, 30% of your people aren't coming back. Right. All right. So we're just about out of time here. Uh, I was going to say when I was a senior pastor, I occasionally would get a card or two from somebody uh, that, you know, liked something I said. And, and I still have them. I still keep them. Uh, so whenever I'm not uh, feeling real good about myself, I pull out those cards once in a while, both of them. And, and look at them. <laughs> uh, one's from my uh, wife. But no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kidding. I've actually had a few cards over the years, and it really means a lot. So that's an okay. So we're running out of time here. But Mike, you, you say this in, in the outline that you gave Steve and I. When communicating, always choose the relational option, not the easy option. Uh, what's the easy option? Easy option is email. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I think a newsletter is the most powerful tool that a business or ministry can have. However, it's one-way communication right. that never replaces relational connection and communication. Yeah. So choose yeah. the hard. Hard, hard stopping you and having, hey, Phil, uh, how can we have lunch, have coffee, Meet at the park. Uh, I want to know more about, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely right there. All right, so we're out of time. Michael Gray has been our guest. He actually works with us at streamingchurch.tv as well as the other things we have here uh, with this wonderful company, which is now 20 years old. Uh, congratulations, Steve, our CEO and founder for 20 years of uh, yeah, certain churches. It's pretty amazing. We need to have a party one of these days. All right get people all over the country, get them all together and let's have a party and we can infect each other with COVID. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, all right. So folks, uh, we'd love to get your feedback on this. Uh, you know, add something to whatever we've got here uh, or disagree with us. We're, we're all ears and uh, you can send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv. And we'd love to get some feedback 
from you on this. And uh, I see Mike's taking some notes. We've got Google Docs here. Google Docs, you can edit and make there's real time changes here. We should do a podcast on Google Docs, but uh, as a you know, it's a great tool for churches. But I, I do want to remind people: check out mychurchdaily.com and uh, uh, check it out, and let us know what your thoughts are on that, and maybe make a free trial if you're so inclined. Gives you the opportunity to be on uh, the Amazon Echo devices with your daily flash briefings and such. So, well, all right, guys, thank you. We're out of time. This has been really good. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Thank you. Great to be here. All right. Now it's, it's good to have you back on here, Mike. And uh, folks, thank you for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. Take care of yourselves. We'll catch you next time on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast.